This episode of The Shop Show is brought to you by my friends at Green Chef. That's right, Green Chef. They expanded their menu. Now choose from over 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different preferences in the same box without changing your plan, whether it's uh, vegan one day, keto the next, protein-packed. We got it all for you guys. So go to greenchef.com slash 60 That's S-C-H-A-B-60. Use code SHOB60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash SHOB60. Use code SHOB60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shaw. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brandon Thick Boy Shaw. What's popping, kiddos? It is March 20th, uh, Monday morning. Monday, money. Monday, kicking the nuts like a hard cup of coffee. Good to see you guys. Quite the fights over the weekend, don't you say? Quite the fights over across the pond there, over in England. Uh, the fights did not disappoint. Let's get right into it. So for USC 286, uh, clearly the main event is the narrative of the card with Leon Edwards, Kamar Usman 3. Um, if you went back and listened to the breakdown of USC 286 of Kamaro and Leon Edwards from last week's show, I uh, had picked Leon Edwards. Um, so I was right on that. Uh, I had Fazeev over Gaethje. It was wrong on that. Uh, Gunner uh, did it work. Vittori did work. Jack Shore, Jackie Boy Shore, Wales Finest, Wales with an H. Okay, not with an A. Um, then also, I thought my, my MVP, I told you guys to watch out for him, was that Christian Leroy Duncan. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the full display of Christian because homeboy blew his knee out. So that was uh, not the way I wanted to start off my my birthday on Saturday. Not the way I wanted to kick it off. I wanted to see, let you guys see Christian Leroy Duncan do work, but uh, homeboy blew his knee out. So we have to wait on that. Still a win. Got your first win. Not the way you want to do it, though. Need some time inside that outcome, but what can you do? Uh, Muhammad um, Mokayev. Um, he won, he won, you know, he's asking for title shots, stuff like that. Flyweight. He's not there yet. Again, he, he pulled it out, uh, in the last fight again, pulled it out, but, uh, slow young man. Now he's going to be forced to kind of put the brakes on a little bit. Cause if you did not see the fight, uh, Fahiho, Fahiho, Philo, Philo, uh, blew his knee out. Literally got him in a, a knee bar and fully extended it. Most guys would tap. That's how much of a badass Muhammad is. Here's the problem, though. He posted a picture uh, post-fight, and his knee's swollen up like hell. Knees just don't <coughs> swell up like that. There's no ligament uh, or cartilage damage. So I'm guessing he's going to be out a hot second. He's going to look at his freaking knee there. The knees aren't supposed to move that direction. Mm -hmm. So I think for... Uh, our boy Muhammad, who's an exceptional fighter, and I do think he has champion written all over him. This is going to force him to pump the brakes a little bit, which this is good. This is good. Hopefully there's no crazy ligament damage. Hopefully it just slows him down a little bit. Um, Jack Shore looked good. Looked phenomenal. Jackie Shore doing the damn thing. Vittori uh, and Roman, close fight, man. Uh, that Roman is an uh, intimidating dude. 30-27, yeesh, I don't know. I don't know. The, just one of those judges is just completely off a lot of the time. Um, but glad Marvin got it done. I'm interested to see what they do in the queue. I don't think he moves up because I think Roman's ranked number six or seven. So if I think Vittori's ranked four, um, if you care about the rankings. Yep, so Four for Vittori. Four for Vittori, and Roman's uh, nine, actually. So Roman will move down, uh, but for Vittori, he's not going to jump Canahar. He's not going to jump Whitaker. Definitely not jumping Izzy. Um, and then you got the champ there in Pierre. So not a whole lot of movement for Vittori. You just said line him up. I, lo I love that way of thinking. Um, Gunnar Nelson looked phenomenal. You don't want to really fight Gunnar sometimes over there across the pond. For Brian Barina, he got taken down, and from there it was just, I mean, it was a, it was a master class. His armbar was ridiculous. So shout out to Gunnar Nelson. Uh, best mustache in the game. But let's get to the fights uh, you guys are tuning in for. 
So in the co-main event and the main event, co-main event, uh, Justin Gaethje, uh, Fazeev, my favorite fight on the card. Uh, I thought it was a stylistically nightmare for Justin Gaethje. I thought that was it was headed that direction. Fazeev was definitely the faster, I thought, more powerful guy. If you look at the CompuStrike numbers, it depends what you um, put emphasis on. When you when you look at um, you know Gaethje and landing round by round, he landed more uh, headshots, you know, punches. Um, but Fazeev landed the majority of the kicks. Um, but I don't think the judging is at a level where they've um, adapted and they take kicks and uh, takedown defense and submission threats into account like they should. Uh, go to the numbers, Chim, for the Compu Strike for Gaethje Fazeev. You see, it's almost polar opposite where Gaethje was landing the, the fist and uh, Fazeev was landing the kicks. Um, so significant strikes. Um, Gaethje threw two more strikes at 171, Fazeev 169, Gaethje 103, Fazeev uh, 97. Um, this where it gets interesting. So uh, Fazeev, you give him the first round, right? Um, kind of. Yeah, you would. Cause he, he landed more and he threw less. Uh, he looked the best in the first round. He looked great in the first round, right? Um, so there you have it. So um, when I and when I say leg, it's it's uh, leg and body. So Fazeev, fifty three percent targets uh, landed to the body, um, only about forty percent to the head. Gaethje at seventy eight percent to the head. Yeah, it was a close fight. I, I think it went either way. I don't think anybody got robbed. It depends on how you want to score the card. Um, yeah, I thought Fazeev won the first and second. I might be biased there. It's tough to tell. I'd have to watch it like three or four more times. I thought Fazeev won the first, second, lost the third for sure. Um, but I can see how you would give, I guess, Gaethje the second and third. That's what the judges yeah. did for the most part. Uh, so for Justin, again, that he's in a tough spot too. Fazeev was ranked lower, or, yeah, lower than him on that ranking system. So for Gaethje, there's not a lot of wiggle room at 155. Um, they have Makachev calling out. He wants to fight Usman, which would just be a nightmare. I'm sorry. He wants to fight Leon Edwards. He wants to fight the champ. So for Gaethje, he's not going to jump Poirier. He's not going to jump Charles Oliveira. He did just beat Fazeev. Uh, you know, for, so for Gaethje and Marvin Vittori, four and three, you're fighting guys ranked below you. You're probably not going to move up in the queue there. But for Justin Gaethje, I don't think it matters. He's must-see TV, so he's going to get some big-ass fight. But again, he's fought Dustin Poirier, he's fought Charles Oliveira, you know, Makachev, I'm sure isn't going to fight him right now. So that's a tough one for uh, for Gaethje. But there's something out there for him. They'll find something for him. But in the main event, um, Leon Edwards, Kamar Usman. Watching it um, with my fam, uh, you know, you distract, stuff like that. I thought Kamaro did better than he actually did. I thought Kamaro... Especially, so the first round I gave to Leon, Leon looked phenomenal. Round one, I gave to Leon. Round two, I thought Camaro did more, so I gave to Camaro. Round three, I would have gave to uh, Camaro as well, and then get the point taken for the fence grab. So then that would be a 10-8 round. So that would mean you have Camaro up uh, three rounds to one at this point. Round four, you would give to Leon. Round five, you would give to Leon. So I was like, um... I think it's a draw. I'd assume it's a draw. Then when you go back, you look at the comedy strike numbers, you watch the fight again. I can see how they would give round one, round two to Leon. Uh, round three, yeah, he landed more shots. Um, you know, so if you gave it to him, that'd be a 9-9 nine, nine round, right? And then round four, round five would be Leon. So... Um, that's kind of what, I mean, one judge had a draw, the rest had it scored like that. I thought Leon looked phenomenal. I thought, um, you know, they've spent what, um, let's see, they did three, five, eight, and then plus five here. So they've spent what was that 13 rounds together? <laughs> so they've spent 13 rounds together. Uh, prior to this fight, they've spent, uh, damn near eight rounds together. You know, that last one with whatever 50 seconds left you know finish the round but they've still spent a total of eight rounds together in this fight i thought there was more of an upside 
would them spend all that time together in the octagon for Leon Edwards and his Kamar Usman? Because Leon, what he needs to do is get better at defend the takedown. Kamar Usman isn't going to bring anything new to the table. So you knew what the exact version of Kamar you were going to get. It wasn't going to be a better version. It was going to be an older version. And for Leon, knowing exactly what he was going to deal with inside that octagon, that's why I kind of leaned a little more towards Leon. And then also, Usman's not getting any younger. You find out how bad his knees are. You could see Leon kind of trying to expose those knees, which it never seemed like a huge issue for Kamaro. And I know everyone says about his knees, and Kamaro's even alluded uh, he was on food truck a while ago about his knees. But it didn't seem like it hindered him too much, and Leon was lighting those knees up, man. Another little break in the program. Then we'll get right back to Leon Edwards. Kamaru Usman, UFC 286, the biggest tournament. We're talking about March Madness. College basketball is underway. The action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays, odds boost, all tournament long. It's March Madness. So be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. My team this year is Arkansas. They have two lottery picks. They just beat Kansas. They are, I guess, sleeper, although they shouldn't be a sleeper if you pay attention to college basketball. All my money's on Arkansas. What up? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. You sign up code SHOBSHOW. That's S-C-H-A-B SHOW. Right now, new customers, again, can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHOBSHOW. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. DraftKings. Let's take a little break. Tacoma, see this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Tacoma, Washington. We will have Tiger Thick there, but it will be sold out by t- the time we get to those late shows. So if you want your bottle of Tiger Thick, make sure you come to the early shows. We're almost sold out. That is March 23rd, the 25th, Tacoma, Washington. This episode of The Shop Show is brought to you by my friends at Green Chef. That's right, Green Chef. They expanded their menu. Now choose from over 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different preferences in the same box without changing your plan whether it's uh, vegan one day, keto the next, protein packed, we got it all for you guys. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. Green Chef has options for every lifestyle, keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. I have to go with the protein box, I got psoriasis, all good. Shake off winter with delicious, easy-to-follow recipes that support your healthy lifestyle and taste, taste delicious, all right? <clears throat> Um, what do I got for you guys? I'm on the protein box. All right. So go to greenchef.com slash shop 60. That's S C H A B 60. Use code shop 60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating. Well, go to greenchef.com slash shop 60. Use code shop 60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. Tacoma. See you this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And Leon's distance control, his takedown defense was ridiculous. He looked phenomenal. He looked like the the best welterweight on the planet. Um, so, and then also bring up that stat I say each in. This is insane. I saw this on Twitter. So uh, let me see who sent it. Oh. Um, this is at uh, Volk Kara France. So clearly he's a big uh, Aussie fan. So Alexander Volk Kara France. Uh, he put not an old man sport. <laughs> An interesting uh, infographic inspired me to compile the record of UFC fighters aged 35 plus in title fights for the flyweight division to welterweight divisions. All right. So from flyweight to 170, not not middleweight, not light heavyweight, not heavyweight. When you're older there, they tend to have more uh, success the older they get at those heavyweight divisions. Um, but so from flyweight to welterweight, this overall record is summarized in Conor uh, Conor Chronological order from flyweight, bantweight, featherweight, lightweight, and welterweight. 35 and over in title fights. When you're 35 and over, you ready for this? They're 2 and 28. If you knew that stat going into this fight, would you put more money on it? Um, it's, it's just tough. So for Kamaro, who's I think he's 36. So... You know, the you weren't going to get a better, be, better version of Kamaro. And I think this fight, um, when you 
he's 35. So when you, he'll be 36 this year in May, May 11th. Shout out to him. But when you look at it for Kamaro, you weren't going to get a younger, uh, more improved version over the last two fights. You're going to get a, a more weathered version of Kamaru Usman, which is a lot of trouble when you're fighting a guy in Leon Edwards. That's why I kind of side toward Leon Edwards there. Also, I didn't like the fact that Kamaru wasn't doing any interviews. He was kind of real quiet, which is unlike him. Like I said on last week's show, the last person to do that was uh, Ronda Rousey when she got dealt with, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. So there's some mental thing going on there. I didn't know if he'd be able to get over the knockout. He seemed okay there. He defended the, the head kicks really well, the head shot, as Leon Edwards calls it. Um, but it was just too much for him. I, I thought Leon Edwards just put on a master class, his footwork, takedown defense, um, the body, the nonstop body kicks were lighting Camaro up. Um, the more you watch that fight, the more you see Leon Edwards just putting rounds in the bank, rounds in the bank. He did really well. Um, so, you know, I think for Camaro, he, you know, he says, you know, this isn't the last of it. I, from what I hear around the water cooler is he only has one or two left. Um, that was going into this fight. So I'd be surprised what's left for him. I do think it's going to get dicey for him to try and get back to a title shot. I do think there are other guys at welterweight who can give Leon Edwards a much better uh, fight. Not that it wasn't a close fight, but Leon Edwards has Kamaro's number. And also, I think the narrative of that last fight, the headshot, uh, the fight number two, being lucky proves it wasn't luck. When you dominate a fight like this for five rounds, um, no matter how you guys scored it, he definitely won. You, can't, you wouldn't say that's a lucky shot after this. So kind of validate himself with that. Um, he's a baby face though, man. People love this guy. So for them, uh, you know, Hazmat wants to fight both of them the same night, of course, because he's an absolute animal. Uh, the UFC's not going to let him fight at 70. He's going to have to fight at 85. And I think Dana's in his press conference said top three guy for him. I'd assume it's probably Robert Whitaker. You know, they gave him Jared Cannonier. Okay. Marvin Vittori, you know, but for Hamza, I just, that 170 is too tough for him to make. So I'm going to take him out of the conversation for now. Um, so the division is kind of weird and I, th I thought this was interesting. You guys tell me if you guys vibe on this, I thought it was interesting and this isn't any hate towards Colby Compton. If I'm Colby Compton, I'm doing exactly what he's doing. Get a title shot. You want big paydays. He is a tough matchup for, uh, Leon Edwards. He's doing exactly what he should be doing. You know, good on him for getting a title shot. Would you guys turn it, turn it down? So when Dana comes out and goes, you know, Kobe's next in line for the title shot, uh, no matter what happens, and he's there for the weigh-ins. And he's had how long off? Just, I, you know, conspiracies get me in trouble sometimes and make headlines. But does nobody think it's weird that the Masvidal drama, Romero's going to sue him for, you know, uh, hitting him outside that Miami uh, restaurant, all that's gone away? Do you think maybe the UFC went to went, hey, drop all that stuff, you come back with your title shot. Drop all that bullshit because we need to have Masvidal fight Gilbert Burns. We need to move on. This can delay everything. Drop it and we'll give you a title shot. Because do you think if you're Kobe Covington, let's put yourself in Kobe's shoes. Do you think you're going to make more money suing Masvidal for that incident outside the Miami restaurant? Or do you think you'll make more money fighting Leon Edwards for a world title shot? And, you know, it'd be a tough fight for Leon. Do you think you're, the, the potential to make more money is in fighting for a world title on pay-per-view or suing Jorge Masvidal? It's pretty easy to figure out. Do you not think this is weird that just went away and all of a sudden Colby's at the way? We haven't heard from him. Now, he's, now they have the camera. They're focused on him during the fight, after the fight. He's doing fucking interviews. We haven't heard from him at all. Do you, does nobody think that's a little weird that all that suing business went away? The pressing charges, it was just a felony. All that's gone. Have you heard anything about that? And then he comes back and he gets a title shot? Interesting. Is this... <laughs> this isn't like a conspiracy of that you, the one UFC I got in trouble for that everyone freaked out about <laughs> where I just said hypothetically. And if I'm, if I'm Kobe, get on you, dude. I'm not hating on him. Hell yeah. We're the, per the only person that loses this equation because everybody's winning. Everybody's winning. If Kobe does get the fight against Leon Edwards, which he is, it's a huge fight for Leon because Kobe, uh, love him or hate him, is the biggest name he can fight. He's, uh, you know, he 
he brings eyeballs kind of in the Floyd Mayweather way where he's the heel. Leon's the baby face. That's exactly what you need to sell pay-per-views. He will sell that pay-per-view. Leon's not going to sell pay-per-views. He's just not. It's not in his DNA. It's not what he does. He's just focused on being the best fighter he can be, and it's fucking worked out, so keep doing that. So if you're UFC, you want the most eyeballs possible. You want to get away from this, you know, the charges and the felony and the assault and all that. And you need to use Mazdal and Colby. So how do we squash this? All right, Mazdal, clearly they, they organized this a long time ago. Mazdal, this is going to go away. You're going to fight Gilbert Burns. Colby, you're going to get a title shot. Cool, cool, go. That's what I think happened. Yeah, well, that's a pretty damn good <laughs> right? conspiracy slash theory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although it does it because it doesn't make a ton of sense that Colby sit out all this time and then come back and get a title shot doesn't yeah. make a ton of sense now i get rankings mean nothing at this point and he's a big name and he's the heel to this baby face and you need that you know with mcgregor aldo uh chael sonan anderson silva dc john jones that we've had this over time and it sells pay-per-views we know this is a model the ufc likes to do but outside that it doesn't make a ton of sense because there's a guy that if you on paper you compare it Bilal muhammad deserves the title shot Right? Yep. We all agree with that. Muhammad's the only one who's getting fucked over this entire crazy theory of mine. And it sucks for Muhammad. What are you going to do with Muhammad? How many people does he have to go through? They're giving him Shafkat, apparently, which is going to be the so craziest thing. So, God, dog. Why? What did he do to the UFC but be a good person, man? He's a he great guy. We've had him in here. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. Fights well. Fights great. You look at the guys he's beat and they're still ranked in the top 15. You look at his resume, you're like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. He's the only one that gets <clears> fucked, <throat> fucked over. He's won one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row. He has wins over Damian Maya, Wonderboy Thompson, Vicente Luque, Sean Brady. And that Sean Brady, remember, Sean Brady undefeated at the time, 10 and 0, Savage. Fuck them up, dude. Man. This conspiracy theory, the only one who gets fucked over is Bilal Muhammad, which is such a shame. Such a shame. <sighs> it's just, it's, I didn't even think about it, but then it makes sense, too, because fucking, I'm sure more people want to, want to see Leon versus Jorge. If we did a vote, That'd probably be the one 100%. to do. Yeah, but and, and it's not Muhammad's fault. Muhammad's great on the mic, brilliant analyst, great podcaster, checks all the box from Chicago, immigrant, checks every single box, but unfortunately has a tougher, you know, a strength of schedule. He's nine in a row. There's, that guy should have a title shot before Sean Brady. It's not the business we're in. They're in the entertainment business. And when I saw Kobe, I went, huh, they must, what happened? Wait, what? He's just there weighing in, and he's in that sweet pink crushed velvet jacket. That's sick. And they're interviewing him. And I'm like, oh. And then Dan's like, yep, no matter what happens, he's getting the title shot. I'm like, that's aggressive. He can at least hide it a little bit, right? Be like, yeah, we'll see. You know, we're thinking you're Kobe or Muhammad. We're, we're going to figure it out. No. He's like, 100%, no matter what happens, it's Colby. You're like, oh, wow, that's aggressive. After all, but with the felony stuff, what happened to that? Yeah, don't, I don't deal with that, man. That, that's the police department. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and some of those backup waiters that come in, they kind of, you know, sometimes they make waves, sometimes they don't. Colby was on the he point. Was looking he good, was man. Point. He's ready What's to go. Seven, yeah. They didn't even call Muhammad for that fight. Nothing. Wasn't even, he's not even in there thinking of all this because mm -hmm. they had to get rid of that felony assault charge, and it happened. And I'm with Cole. I do the exact same thing. <laughs> and then here, here's the other thing before you bring this up. Remember, Dana also is on record how many times saying, I never make fights right after fights. I don't do that. I never do that. This adds more weight to my crazy conspiracy theory. This crazy conspiracy. It's not that crazy. It's pretty easy to figure out when you look at it. It's pretty good. Theory. He made the fight. Yeah. Right after the fight. 
And Kobe just came out of nowhere too. He like, <laughs> whoa, crazy. yeah, he's okay. I thought yeah, yeah. people were like, man, I don't know if Kobe's gonna be able to fight, man. That punch fucked his tooth up. It messed up his Rolex. He might have CT. I'm like, oh man, we when's the last time we heard anything on it? UFC went <laughs> squashed all of it. Like, okay, and then he just pops out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't make fights after fights. You guys know this. Boom, Kobe, Leon Edwards. That's next, guaranteed, y'all. Oh, okay. Muhammad's like, what the fuck? Speaking of Muhammad, he tweeted this these tweets here. So he, uh, there you go. Dana White uh, committed to Kobe Covington getting the next house shot no matter what happens with Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, um, or Bilal Muhammad, apparently. Kobe gets the next shot no matter what happens. Is that weird how adamant he is, too, about it? Yeah. And then uh, Muhammad put, I never make fights after a fight. LOL. Yeah. You'll see, Kobe, if you drop, oh, there you go. There you go. That, I'm telling you, this isn't hard. I've seen way too much first 48. I figured this out in the first four minutes of this press conference. I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. So uh, Muhammad put uh, UFC, Kobe, if you drop the charge against Mazda, we'll give you a title shot. Ding, ding, ding. Come on down. So can you even say it's a conspiracy? Not really. It's kind of, it's like JFK. It's like, come on, dude. Come on. There's one shooter. Come on. We proved that thing a long time ago. Right, guys? Come on. Yeah, there you go. Case solved. Uh, case solved. And Leon has no say in it. It just shows you with champs. Unless you're like a Connor or John Jones, you have no say. Because Leon's like, that makes sense. The guy sits out for how long? He's, he hasn't fought in over a year. Should give him a title shot? That makes no sense. But then he was like, I'd rather fight if Masvidal wins. I'd rather fight Masvidal just because I don't like him. He's a weird dude. That even Muhammad makes sense. UFC's like, yeah, shut your whore mouth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. You're fighting Colby. Why? Shut your mouth. Interesting, right? Very interesting. And then they're going to give Muhammad Kham, or uh, Shavkat. <clears throat> White reveals huge Muhammad Shavkat UFC fight. In the, I mean, that's a phenomenal fight. I think Muhammad beats him. And then what do they do? I mean, at that point, come on. And also, when's the last time you saw Dana have this in his head? A, booking a fight right after fights, which he said he never do does. He knew he was going to get backlash for Muhammad because Muhammad clearly deserves a title shot. And you have a fight lined up for him. So clearly this went through your head. Come, coming on that stage, went, all right, people are going to be like, all right, we're going to do with Muhammad. We're going to be able to silence that. We give him Shavkat, which is so fucked up. <laughs> I mean, God, dog. Poor Muhammad, man. I, I but I, who, how, and the, and the, I, Shavkat's a savage, savage. At that last fight, I do think Muhammad's going to beat him. But is there anybody not rooting for Muhammad at this point? I think they fucked him over even more than Darius. <laughs> People, those two have been fucked over so bad. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. I don't get it. Muhammad's a savage. Good guy. Great on the mic. Great story. <laughs> They went, shut up. Here's Shafkat. You're like, what? I'm right ahead. I'm like, doesn't matter. Colby dropped the charges. It's the world we live in. Let's take a little break, fam. This episode of the Shop Show is brought to you by the one, the only, my longest ever sponsor, Audit Supplements. Listen, I'm a busy guy. That's by design. I like to have a lot on my plate, and on it helps me maintain focus and order function and stay in the zone. My favorite is Alpha Brain, not just the regular Alpha Brain, but Alpha Brain Black Label. It's the more intense Alpha Brain. They've sold over a million bottles of the regular Alpha Brain. And here's the thing. If you don't love it, you get your money back. No return necessary. Keep your money. That's how much they believe in their freaking nootropics, the number one nootropic on the planet. It taught, we're talking Alpha Brain, but I take Alpha Brain Black Label. Alpha Brain helps to support cognitive functions, including memory, mental speed, focus. Your boy is always podcasting and doing stand-up, and trust me, I need all the mental speed I can get. All right? What are the benefits of Alpha Brain, you ask? Hilarious. Aids mental processing. Caffeine-free. Helps with flow state. Promotes focus. Supports memory. All right? Alpha Brain can help you. You remember names, places, addresses. All right? Focus on complex tasks. Think more clearly under stress. React more quickly. We can all use this. On it also offers fitness equipment like kettlebells, steel club maces, sandbags, yoga mats. Need better nutrition? Say less. On it has MCT oil, protein bars, warrior bars, 
Uh, they got everything you need. You can also get your Alpha Brain and Alpha Brain shots. You can do the Alpha Brain Instant, regular Alpha Brain, Alpha Brain Black Label, which is what I take. All right. So go to onit.com slash shop, S-E-H-A-B, receive 10% off everything, supplements, all the Alpha Brains, the Focus, the Instant, the Black Label, the regular Alpha Brain, kettlebells, steel club maces, workout gear, streaming fitness. They got it all. Go to onit.com slash shop, receive 10% off when you check out. Now let's get back to the program. Psych! One more read. All right. I only recommend products I actually use. All right. And this one I personally use. I reached out to them to be part of my programs because I swear by this Kratom. We're talking about Happy Hippo Kratom. This stuff helps me tackle all the difficult things in my life. All right. Helps me get stuff done, period. All right. That's honestly the best way to describe it. It helps you get stuff done. It's not just so, sort of energy booster, none of that stuff. You get a nice, warm, balanced, good mood feeling for whatever task you have that day. All right. My favorites are the shots. I use the butterscotch or the apple shots, but they have pill, powder, gummies, the shots, whatever you want. It's the best kratom on the planet. It's my hidden gem. It's Happy Hippo. Happyhippo.com. Promo code is THICK23. That's promo code THICK23, and they're giving you a special 30% off this week. 30% off the best Kratom on the planet at Happy Hippo. All you got to do is go to happyhippo.com. Promo code is THICK with three Cs, 23 for 30% off the best Kratom on the planet. We're talking about Happy Hippo. Now let's get back to the program for real. What else you got, Jen? Let's see. All right. Uh, just here's the, the odds, opening odds for Colby versus Leon. And uh, Colby's favored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a very tough fight for uh, Leon Edwards. Very tough fight. At that at that level, it's all about style matchups. And with Colby's striking his cardio, it's a different fight. Even though Usman beat him, Colby doesn't have the same miles as Kamaro. Colby's, yeah, minus 125 is right on. Right on. Yeah, so it was, it was minus 135, but then as it, you know, after a few days or so. Mm-hmm. And this is how it's going to be for Leon the entire time he his reign at uh, welterweight as the champion. He I would imagine he's always going to be the dog, which I'm sure he likes. Oh, that was another uh, current event I wanted to show you. Something about so Dana White was with uh, Teddy Atlas, mm-hmm. and Teddy Atlas said something like, "When you become a champion, you're already thirty percent like more confident or better." Okay, like automatically. Okay, so that's why when he fought Kamaru the second time, it was like you know, you know what I'm saying? Like he just. His mentality, everything was just different. Where he got dominated for the first fight, uh-huh. but he came back the second fight, and he was just like he was dominating. He's also a different fighter. I, I can kind of see what he's saying. But he's also you're talking when they fought when you know Leon. They're both young. Here you're fighting a straight wrestler. Do you know why on Teddy Alice being told champions improved by thirty percent? I believe it. Is when I was the oh, old time trainers used to tell me that winning a title merely improves you thirty percent. Let's see. Dan says, I believe it. I think that there's absolutely a different level of confidence that you have when you win that type of fight. I can't even imagine the amount of nerves guys have going to that first fight that you might not feel the second time and knowing that you have the power and ability to knock the same opponent out. Plus, you've got to look at Usman, who might be a little more gun-shy if you think of all the wars that he's been in with all the great fighters that he's beat. This is the guy who knocks him out. Yeah, just you, you look at the miles on Usman. You look at his style's not evolving. You look at uh, Leon hasn't had the same wars. He does have an advantage over him with the knockout. That's why I decided towards Leon. Mm-hmm. Um, one more about the fights. So Justin Gaethje was kind of critical about Michael Bisping mm. and his commentary versus, you know. I, I love Gaethje. I've known the kid for a hot second when he's in college. I think he's a little off on this. Clearly, and I think Gaethje alluded to this, he's going to be biased towards his yep. training partner mm-hmm. and best friend, right? They came into this fight. Um I could understand the anger towards Bisbing if if Leon lost the fight. There you go. If Leon were to lost this fight and get like mollywopped and Bisbing's like, no, man, I give it Leon Edwards four rounds to one and the judge have it four rounds to one the other way, then you're like, Jesus Christ, dude, chill. But Bisbing didn't do anything that we weren't all thinking. That's why you love Bisbing. He's not your suit and tie type of dude. He shoots from the hip. Also, I was I thought Bisping was spot on. He stopped himself because DC was like, "Hold on!" He kicked him in the nuts, dude. You gotta address that. I was with Bisping on this, and I, you know, it's it's tough, right? Because DC's more decorated than both of us by a landslide. Really, me, and even more so than me, more so. Bisping was still a champion, but 
um, with when Bisping was going. I don't because remember Usman kept complaining to the ref, kept complaining the nut shot, the fence grab, kept caught talking, and Bisping was like, "Dude, you got to just fight, like fuck all that noise, focus on the task at hand." And then DC, and then he stopped himself. And DC's like, "Well, no, you got to address when you get kicked in the nuts like that." Granted, it was a legit nut shot. I'm with Bisping though. Like you, when that stuff happens, you deal with it and you keep going. Don't let it deteriorate you from the fight or distract you from the the task at hand, which is beat on Leon Edwards, taking Leon down. I thought Bisping was spot on, spot mm-hmm. on. I didn't, I didn't have it. I didn't think he was biased. <laughs> and Bisping knows because remember. <laughs> He did that mouthpiece thing, and then Silva, Anderson Silva, yeah. kneed him in the face. Yeah. He's probably, that's why I get paid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pay attention. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a good point, Chen. Yeah, Thanks, I think, um, yeah, again, if if Usman would have won this fight, then you could be like, oh, what the hell, dude? Super biased. Your guy yeah. lost, too, but I don't I don't see that. It does make a big difference that he actually won. Dan Hardy? Uh, that's basically, you know, we all feel this way, though. Like Leon Edwards and even Benil Darius, they've always been neglected. Yeah, it's it's because you know they're they're looking for guys that check the the all the boxes mm-hmm. for not so much on for Muhammad. It's a little different because Muhammad checks the box. He's entertaining and speaks very well. He's articulate. I'm not saying Leon Edwards isn't, but Leon, you can tell, is just a more of an introvert. He's not going to come out and talk that shit and do his thing. <laughs> even though he is a little more talkative this one. Muhammad, he'll get. He doesn't care. He'll go. So we, I, I don't think you can put Muhammad and Leon Edwards in the same kind of uh, box. There, I do think Muhammad uh, is a little more outgoing. Um, but yeah, of course, Leon Edwards uh, has been neglected. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah, and then there was that thing where Conor McGregor is talking smack about Usada. I, I'm sure you've seen. Some of the well, headlines he, he on went, that. He went on an aerial show, right? And you're yeah. saying uh, he has a meeting with Usada. They have a meeting lined up. And Usada came and said, no, we don't. Yeah. And he basically, he was telling Ariel that I just need two clean tests. Where Usada came out and said, like, no, you have to do that six-month period. Damn. So then he was like, Usada, you're going to be in the bin. He's like, I had 70 clean tests, blah, blah. So he's going at Usada big time right now. That's what Connor does. Yeah. So he says, USADA is going in the bin. This is my issue. I've not lied once, nor have I tested positive ever. I have over 70 clean tests under the program, yet they're consistently coming coming out after I speak in a manner that makes it seem like I'm lying. It's ridiculous. Fuck USADA. You are in the bin. Yeah, Yeah, that's what's going to happen, man. I don't know anybody that likes USADA. But uh, yeah, so I guess even USADA is saying that he still hasn't... hasn't been tested yet or something he hasn't like signed the whatever to get back he even started the program yeah right? so i like when they asked dana he's like not my job mm-hmm. not my expertise talk to jeff novitsky it's like you but you hired novitsky <laughs> you've commented on it before and now it's just it's because he dana doesn't want to take responsibility because what's going to happen is connor's going to get that most likely exemption right? yes that's so crazy yeah uh that's just them Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor doing a face-off at the Ultimate Fighter. Interesting. That's all. And then so Conor got one, that simple Jack haircut there, huh? <laughs> and his facial expressions. Simple <laughs> Jack haircut, yeah. Doug. Yeah, it's a little puffy over here. Similar size. Yeah. Um, so this is John Bones Jones tagging Stipe Miocic, saying that implying that Stipe is not signing the the fight, like he doesn't believe the fight's going to happen. So, so it has to do with Stipe's side. I've always heard it's Stipe said. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone around the situation told me that Stipe's not ready to go yet. John's been ready. That's what I hear. And Stipe even said July before. So, anyways. So then he put, yo, Stipe, only you, uh, only you, the UFC, and I know the truth. You dodged me all of 2022, July, September, and December. Now I'm hearing rumors that we may not be fighting this July. And then Stipe posted a poster and he says, to see you in July. So I don't know what's going on. Sounds like they're gonna see each other in July. <laughs> you think it's more contract negotiations, or he's just no? Like, I just think yeah, Steve Bay's probably like, yeah, all right, <laughs> see you in July, dude. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, and that was like minutes after John Jones tweeted that too. He replied. So Francis Agano was also on Ariel's show, and he says uh, there's two companies that he's close to signing with. It's either PFL or One Championship. And, but he wants to box. He's gonna do boxing before. Yeah, and then I was gonna say, uh, I assume that's because they. Are going to allow him to do both. Oh yeah, it's going to be in the contract where he can go out 
and do his thing. It's a shame that he can't come to terms with UFC because what made UFC Conor McGregor Floyd so big was he had the UFC marking machine behind him. You know, mm. PFL is not going to do that. One championship is great at marketing. Uh, if it's against Deontay Wilder, two Americans, you know, they're trying to get in the American market, so they're they're pretty good at it. I, I, one championship probably is the move, I think, for him. Um, I have I have made a decision without making a done deal. I know that my next move is going to be. I know that I want to fight boxing first, and then after that I will fight MMA. I'm going to sign with one MMA pr- promotion. I haven't made a decision yet on that, but I'm very close. PFL and one FC right now, we are very close. We will see. Ooh, I hope he goes to one. I'm surprised Bellator is not on the table. But yeah, I, I know. know. All righty. Whatever he decides to do, whether it's PFL or one championship, all good, you know. But his fuck you money is going to come from that Deontay Wilder Fury. That's, he needs that. And if he wins, oh if he, my if, God. Yeah, big yeah, if. Yeah. But if he gets that fight, then him leaving the UFC made all the sense. If he just signs with one championship or PFL and never fights Wilder or Fury or Joshua, this him leaving was a nightmare. Nightmare. And would you really want to see him with – I know Tyson Fury is your favorite boxer yeah. of all times. Would you rather him – because, I mean – I'd rather see him against Wilder. Because of the he can actually potential, win. right? Okay. He can win. Yeah. He's not being Fury in any fucking facet. <laughs> come on. And I love Francis, but he's not being Tyson. Yeah. He has a punch – he has a, a – He's still a fucking, I don't know, plus 1,700, 1,800 against Wilder. But that right hand, Wilder will play that game with him. Fury won't play that game. That right hand won't touch Fury. It's a nightmare for him. Uh, this is a quick one. Just want to get your opinion on this. So BKFC, I guess they had a, uh, a sold out. This is what they're saying. They had a sold out show on Friday, but then because of unforeseen circumstances, they had to cancel it or maybe reschedule it, I believe. Yeah, re- reschedule it. Huh. So I'm like... If it's in a sold, if a sold out event, how does that get canceled? canceled? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did somebody get hurt or sick in the main event that was like the card? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So, anyways, it's gonna be it's gonna be rescheduled for April 21st, 2023. I mean, can they BS about this kind of stuff too? I don't know. Well, who's gonna who's gonna come out and say no? It wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no way to check that. Okay, I thought that, just thought that was pretty interesting. Um, oh, <laughs> so Will Compton, I just saw him post. He was at the UFC PI and everything else, and he was kind of like at the Power <laughs> Slab events and posted about it. So Dana got him to <laughs> Dana got him to go on this whole Power Slap thing. Yeah, I mean, I texted uh, Will about lit him up a little bit. I said, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> and he's like, no, man, it's, it's dope in person. I'm with, I probably is a yeah, good yeah, time. In, of course. I'm, I'm like, I get it. I do the same shit. They invited me. I'd probably be out there. No. I get it. I get it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this, this, you know, we saw the boxing card for Jorge Masvidal, Game Bird Boxing for it. It's pretty card. badass, right? Yeah. So the price right now is forty nine ninety nine. That's a solid deal. Mm-hmm. It's in Milwaukee. Yeah. And there's your headliner. Roy Jones Jr. Pettis mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. The thing's going to sell pretty well. Yeah. Especially because of Pettis, I think. Um yeah. So forty nine ninety nine, not too bad. Jock Ray Vitor. Uh so Ben Rothwell, he'll be fighting that guy that just knocked up uh Greg Hardy in BKFC. The problem is this is in Denver. Do you remember last time Ben Rothwell fought in Denver? Is against it Mark Alfie's? Hunt? Yeah, that oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why UFC never puts fights on in Denver anymore. Heavyweight fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben Rothwell is a far cry from Greg Hardy. That Watson guy might have his hands full. Yeah. That dude is jacked though. He's Thick for sure. Rothwell's hairy. Um, and it's at the same place they fought Hunt and Rothwell f- fought First Bank Center in Broomfield. That is. Have not you been there, there or no? Yeah, I, all my fights coming up oh, for the UFC was at First Bank Center. Is it huge? Um, no price seats like ten thousand. That's pretty big. All right. Um, not a ton. I saw that Thick Boy Studio. <laughs> posted this right 
Yeah, so. retweet this went rampage. No, it's like him and Bob's app walking down the street in the same shirt. And the crazy thing about this is they did it. It says here they're training for Siamese twin fight at Fight Circus Six. Have you seen the Fight Circus stuff before? No, it's insane. They really? do the craziest, weirdest stuff, and there's actual real fights. They do stuff like this where they're in a t-shirt and they fight someone. They fight people. So I hope it's not real that they're going to be actually fighting someone. Oh, they will. Hundred <laughs> percent. Rampage went fuck around. Rampage right. also tweeted out that he's releasing his music. I saw. The Alien song. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, indeed. This is so ridiculous. Look at Bob Sapp's face. I know. Rampage is so silly, man. Who the fuck's fighting those two? That's what I'm saying. Like, who could? Some dumbass. destroyed. Yeah, some dumbass can sign up. For- Maybe. But then if you're in a t-shirt. Just go down the middle, dog. <laughs> and then what happens? Let's say Bob Sapp gets knocked out. And then his Rampage oh just like God, carrying him. Oh, my God. That's what's it's, it's hilarious. Kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, so they're supposed to be <laughs> fighting someone in the sloppy rise and or fall of sloppy Balboa. Who's sloppy Balboa? Now, man, let's take a look. Are those nah, two nah. referred to as sloppy Balboa? No. Oh, maybe they are bound Woody by destiny. Wow, that's cool. They're getting the poster's fucking classic. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get that poster for the studio. Oh, I don't know if you want to cover this one, but uh, I'll just throw it out there real quick. <laughs> Apparently, USC fighter Jeff Molina, or he was. Oh, this poor USC kid. USC fighter Jeff Molina. Yeah, Jeff Molina's having a tough year. Yeah, he's uh, linked to James Krause, and then he was in the, the Discord. Him. Yep. Yep. Or, so you guys would know him mainly, you know, good fighter too, The with the James Krause betting stuff. So the UFC cut him because who knows what information they have there. And then someone posted a video of uh jeff uh uh doing work on somebody's wiener which is tough here's why it's tough tough. it's tough because you know he came out said he's bisexual it's tough because if you are bisexual gay everyone you know go about it um you don't want somebody else to out you like this you know it's just a bummer i feel bad for jeff Mm -hmm. i feel really bad for the kid it's a shitty deal that person released though that's revenge porn so that's a felony right so let's say uh, Chin sent me a dick pic. <laughs> Why me, dude? Who knows? Let's say Chin sent that big juicy Korean dick, yeah. and I blast it on Twitter. That's a felony. That's called revenge porn. So whoever did it, hopefully they're not. Hopefully, hopefully they can track it down and go after that person. But it just sucks. And then also with Jeff, you know, um, you're you're dealing with a fan base in MMA. There's some a lot of great people, a lot of great people involved in the sport. But it has to be the most toxic, take it from me. It has to be the most toxic fan base in the world because it is based off, you know, forums and social media and shared dogs and all that shit. So uh, for Jeff's probably the last thing he wanted to come out, you know, and he goes, I want to be known for, you know, my hard work and winning fights, but now I'm just, I don't want to be known as the gay UFC fighter. Unfortunately, the way that the fan base is and the way this works, that's exactly what's going to happen. The other bummer is, is he didn't want it coming out, right, like mm-hmm. this, um, and then all the major outlets pick it up. So you got a few, just put, this is my thing for anyone hating on Jeff Molina. Why you give a fuck what he does with his mouth and who he does it to is beyond me. I could give two flying fucks what this kid does. Um, but just put yourself in Jeff Molina's shoes for once. Think about how he feels waking up that morning and knowing that some scumbag, A, whether it was with a girl, him hooking up with a girl would suck. B, that you are bisexual and this is how people find mm-hmm. out. Couldn't be a worse thing. Yeah. Couldn't be a worse thing. Just put yourself in his shoes for one second. Gay, straight, trans, doesn't matter. Imagine being Jeff Molina that morning. Just be human about it. It's fucked up, dude. Yeah. It's not cool. So not to mention, he's dealing with the shit with the James Krause stuff. It's just easy. It's horrible. <laughs> it's a, ter- a terrible time for him. So leave him alone. Yeah, leave him Jerks. alone. Not only leave him alone, be nice to him. Yeah. Give him some support. He's Things are not great in the Jeff Molina world right now. With the Jeff Krause thing. Um, James uh, Krause. James Krause thing. Then this coming out, it sucks, man. It, has mm-hmm. to, it just sucks. And pe- Obviously, people want to dogpile him, stuff like that. So it sucks, man. All right. Um, Pretty. That's it for current events, so. Just All right, man. Yeah, one hell of a main event. Uh, this freaking is it Saturday fight night? Great five rounds. Thank God's five rounds. 
I was ju- my only um, my only complaint about the fight uh, UFC two eighty six was that Fazeev and Justin Gaethje was in five rounds. I yeah, think they yeah. should have the ability to make any fight five rounds that they want. But, you know, there's a method to their madness, so they decided not to do it. But thank God this fight on Saturday night is five rounds. It's our boy Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. I'm close with both these guys. I'm not going to be biased uh, in any facet or give you guys a pick. I love both these gentlemen. I've known Corey since he was 17. Cheeto's a buddy of mine. He's on the show all the time. I won't pick here. It's a f- fantastic fight. I would assume... Uh, winner of this does get a title shot, especially if, if Cheeto were to win. Corey, they might have him do one more for Cheeto. No doubt, if he wins this fight, he gets a title shot. So, uh, hats off to both of them. I just hope it's a great, exciting fight. Enjoy the fights. Holly Holm is back. Andrew Lee's on there. Um, Alex per- Perez. Good fights. Nothing can blow your hair back, but that main event you should definitely tune into. Cheeto Vera, Corey Sanhagen, two of the best guys in the sport going face to face. Great fucking fight. This one was exciting when it got announced. And here it is Saturday. Uh, I'll be watching this in the green room in Tacoma. That's right outside Seattle there. Uh, Tacoma, Washington is this mother trucking Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Tacoma, Washington. We'll have Thick Boy available there. Uh, I'm sorry, Tiger Thick Whiskey available there. Um, So make sure you get you some. Uh, It goes fast. We send four to five cases in every city. They sell out by the first two shows. So if you want some, come to the early shows. It's very rare we have it by the late show, so that is what it is. Get you some, though. Uh, Tiger Thick will be there. I'll be there. Uh, Tacoma, Washington, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, March 23rd through the 25th. Atlanta, Georgia, April 13th through the 15th. Before Atlanta, I have one night shopping friends at the Ice House on a Saturday night, April 1st. Is that April Fool's Day? Mm-hmm. April 1st on April's Fool's um, Ice House, uh, April 1st, shopping friends. going to have some monsters. One show only, though. Uh, I'll have that ticket link up today. Uh, then Spokane, April 27th. La Jolla, June 2nd through the 4th. That's at the Comedy Store in La Jolla, California, right outside San Diego. And then I'm off to Europe in June. You have Belfast, June 15th. Glasgow, June 17th. Manchester, June 18th. London, June 22nd. Cardiff, June 23rd. Dublin, June 25th. Get you some at thickboy.com or fatkz.com. All right, kids. Uh, enjoy the fights this weekend. Hell of a main event with Cheeto and Corey Sanhagen. And uh, that's it. Like, subscribe. Thanks for watching. Love you guys. Be safe. Till next time, I'm out.